The Dugout CEO Podcast is on the air. I'm Phil Van Horn, baseball lifer and fan of the Dugout CEO. Each week, Casey Cavell goes around the horn with baseball superstars, Hall of Fame coaches, and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life. Now batting, Casey Cavell. Nation, welcome to the Dugout CEO podcast. Today, I am joined by Tyler Gillum, who is the head coach of the Savannah Bananas, a collegiate summer baseball team located in Savannah, Georgia. Known for its crazy antics and nonstop entertainment, the Bananas strive to create the best fan experience in the world. It's no joke why the Savannah Bananas are one of the coolest things in all of sports. In our conversation today, Tyler lifts up the hood and gives us an in-depth view of why the Bananas are taking not only baseball on, but the business and baseball world by storm. There is so much you can learn from this episode, and no matter where you are in life or in business, there will be things that you can take away to make a difference where you are. Tyler, welcome to the Dugout CEO. Thanks, man. It's uh, I'm pumped to be here. It's great to talk shop with you. It's going to be fun. Yeah, it seems like from like the outside looking in, and I want to hear from you, like you have like one of the coolest jobs in all of sports. And I want to see if like that's a reality because, you know, everything on the outside seems one way, but when you get down into it, it could be a little different. So I'm excited because I'm a huge fan of the Savannah Bananas. I've watched it on TV. I got subscribed to all your social media channels and uh, you're a star of the show. So uh, thanks for being here. Yeah, I'm pumped to be here, man. This is a this is great. You know, what we're doing is a dream, to be honest with you. Um, we do a party plaza after games sometimes, every time, actually, after every game. And we meet a lot of fans. And I had a fan come up to me early in the tour, and she said, is this your full-time job? And I'm like, absolutely it is. And she said, wow, that's unbelievable. How amazing is it to come to work every day? You go to the ball field, and you have fun, and you bring happiness and joy to people, and that's what we're doing. This is great. So it feels like you're peaking now, like you're, you know, the man leading the charge here on the field. You know, I peaked in high school, so I like to talk about how great I was in all things in high school. Now, you were pretty decent in high school, too. Is it true? Four state championships as a player. Is that right? Yeah, well, we I, I played with really good players. That's why I won four state championships. You know, I was, you know, I played college baseball, so I was an average player in high school and good enough to go play college ball. But um, I think one of my biggest skills is I've been able to surround myself with highly functioning people and people that are striving to be their best, you know, whether that was in high school with the players I played with. My high school coach was the winningest high school coach in um, the U.S. history, actually, in 2021. He won over 2,126 baseball games. Eddie Collins is his name. And so um, I got a chance to play for him. You know, I went to college at Seminole State Junior College. And it was the winningest junior college in the country at that time in Seminole, Oklahoma. And, um, you know, I got to be around, surrounded by great people then. And uh, I've just continued to try to do that over the years. And now here we are in Banana Land with Jesse Cole and company. And um, we're just keep trying to take it to the next level. You know, you said, you said something about peaking. And, you know, the bananas are getting a lot of pub right now. But we actually talk about we're only in the first inning. We're just getting started and we're trying to make this better and better. And we call that plussing. So every day we have a game or every week we take a look at what we did the previous week and we say, okay, how do we plus this? So that's what I'm personally trying to do, trying to continue to plus where I'm at. And that's what we're doing as an organization. It's amazing. 
So you've probably learned some things from whether it was Eddie or your coach, you know, in college that kind of allowed you to kind of be a great leader of people. Jesse said this uh, in an article I just read, Tyler is a special person. Only a handful of coaches in the world can connect with players and help them be their best both on and off the field. So talk to me, like, who taught you this stuff? Was it your high school coach or college coach? Or how did you learn these attributes that led you to getting such a, uh, you know, an amazing, like, uh, vote of confidence from your owner? Yeah, well, you know, thanks. Thanks to Jesse for that quote. You know, it, it's been fun, you know, and um, you, along the way, man, it, I've learned it from tons of people. You know, you start at an early age, look at my grandparents. My grandpa was a was in business. He was in realty and he has a lot of uh, rental homes and they're, um, you know, not the big lavish homes. They're um, some on the lower level of homes. And, you know, I watched him over the years take care of people um, first and foremost. Um, they're very religious. Um, 10% of the money they made every single year went back to um, giving it away to somebody, whether that was to the church or uh, whether that was to somebody else in the, in the community. So I watched them give, give, give. My grandma actually built a church camp in Kenya, Africa. She did that for 25 years. Um, but I, I watched them firsthand, you know, give, give money to homeless people and try to give back and try to just take care of the family, take care of the organization, take care of, you know, the neighborhood. Um, and so I think it started there and it was them leading by example. You know, watch my dad go to work every single day. My dad was a bull rider and, um, you know, worked on the ranch a lot. And so seeing him, you know, show up every single day and go to work and be hard nosed and, you know, get hurt, but show up every morning, and go to work, you know? And so, um, that piece was huge growing up. I had a cousin named Chris offered and he was the, he was the one that got me into baseball and he played at Latta high school, the same high school I played at in 1992 through 1996. And at that time I was like eight to 10 years old. And I watched those guys win four state championships. And so I just grew up around him like, hey, man, I want to be that dude. Um, I watched him get cleated in the face one time, right? He got cleated accidentally in the face in a high school game and opened him up. There's blood everywhere. And he told the athletic trainer just like, hey, butterfly stitch me and let me go out there. And, you know, and so like I have a lot of these kind of mentors or people that I'm surrounded by that was all about hard work and toughness and, um, you know, playing to win and, and working to win. And so. I got a lot of that from Chris Offord, you know, and watching them win four state championships. And those guys also creating never forget moments for me. So um, in Banana Land, we talk about creating never forget moments for fans every single game. And um, I remember one of my never forget moments as a young, you know, eight-year-old little baseball player playing coach pitch baseball is I was standing on the fence next to the ladder dugout and the high school team's playing and one of the guys that was on deck, one of the players that was on deck, he's swinging. And, you know, I'm just kind of giddy-eyed and watching these guys. And these guys were, like, you know, bigger than life to me. And um, the guy on deck took his batting gloves off. He handed them to me through the fence. And he was like, here, Gillum, you can, get, you can keep these. These are yours now. And I was so jacked up. And the funny thing is, is that was on pitcher day for our coach pitch team, right? And so we were taking pitchers on the Little League field, like, you know, a hundred yards away from the high school field. And so I put these batting gloves on in coach pitch and my coach pitch pitcher and these batting gloves, you know, they're like four sizes too big. And so I'm standing in my, I'm in my pitcher and these, these batting gloves are so big on me. I look like, I look goofy. 
but that was one of those things like, Hey, you know, he created a never forget moment for me by just giving me something that he has. And, you know, we do that in banana land, whether that's with a baseball or, you know, we, we have a lot of um, bracelets that we're giving away and we trade with kids and, or it's a hat or, you know, some of our players um, not just give away their signature. They have players or they have kids sign their jerseys that are our actual game jerseys, you know? So trying to create those never forget moments is part of who I was, but that started with our high school team. And then you get into high school, man, and you, you play for Eddie Collins. And at that time, you know, I didn't know how lucky I was to play for somebody that was, you know, so good at coaching baseball, but coaching the game of life. And he really steered me in the same, uh, in, 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 a, in a way that took me down this path to coach baseball and, um, gave me an opportunity to really um, thrive as much as I possibly could. And um, he pushed me um, to be a better human and a better baseball player. And I, I owe so much to him. I, I, co I, I, I say Coach Collins is my hero. So um, I learned a lot from him. Show up every day, work hard. It doesn't matter who's in that other dugout. Um, it, he used to say it, it doesn't matter if the New York Yankees are in that other dugout. They put their pants on just like you do. So get out there, compete. You never know what happens in the game of baseball, you know. And so we've always played this, you know, um, chip on your shoulder, you know, um, you know, us against the world, you know, compete against every anybody and everybody kind of type of thing. So, you know, I could keep going. But those are some of those um, ones that have really stuck out and uh, helped me grow over time. So learning those things from, you know, Coach Collins and, you know, all these other people that you've associated yourself with, like, what's your style? Like, did you have to like, hey, let me learn this from this person and this from this person? Uh, do you have a style? Do you have a strategy? Like, how do you go and, and build culture and get buy-in and, and create these never forget moments? Well, you know, I, a lot of people say I'm a player's coach. Um, I, I think basically that means is that just trying to get to know the players, who they are as, as people. You know, we have a meeting every year um, starting when we were a summer collegiate team and I'd meet with coaching staff and we would say okay the first two weeks none of these players personally know who we are so it doesn't matter what we know if they don't know that we care about them so if you start off just trying to talk about hitting mechanics or pitching mechanics they don't trust us yet right they don't know who we are so the first thing that we do is like the first two weeks I want you guys as a group us as a group coaching staff we are going to figure out who their family is, where they're from, what they like to eat, what their favorite snack is, what their favorite restaurant is. I want to know if they have a girlfriend. You know, any of these things um, that really associate with just breaking down the ice, basically breaking down um, who these people are and what their personal, you know, what their, what their life has been up till the age of 18, 19, 20, 21. You know, they've had a ton of experiences and so you really need to figure out who they are and why they act the way they do and what what they really care about. And if you figure out all of those little uh, intricacies, then you can really start coaching the player. And, you know, there's a quote back in the day, I think it goes, um, you know, why do you, you know, why do you love some of the teachers or coaches that you've had? And the saying's because they loved you first. And so if you can figure out how to love those guys first and get to know them, then you can break open that box of tricks and talk about mechanics and drills and all of those things. And um, it's, it's just about creating trust. Seems hard, right? Because I'm like, I love it in theory, but like in, like in action, how do you do it? So an example would be um, the school I went to, 
They just got a brand new coach. They have a coaching staff of like one and a half. It's a small NAIA coach. They have no budget. They have 30 something players. He's a first year coach going into this program. Or let's use an example of a new business owner. They just buy a new company in there or they, a new person just got promoted to chief operating officer and they have 18 direct reports or six direct reports or whatever. Like, how do you actually go and take the time to get to know everybody and figure out what life was like and all these things when you're like, you know, we got to win a ball game because if we don't win a ball game, like I'm out of here or we got to fix this business because if we don't drive revenue or minimize expenses, like I'm going to be out of here. How do you balance that kind of tension? Yeah, well, first it's people over profits, you know, and so or people over wins, however you want to put that, you know, if you're in the business world, it's you got to take care of your people. Um, our our LLC name with the bananas is fans first entertainment. So everything that we do filters through the question, is this fans first? And if it's not fans first, we don't do it. So like in 2022 or in 2020, we got rid of all of our advertising. There's no advertising at our stadium. Um, people don't like to be sold to. They want to come have an experience at a ball game. Um, you know, we, we try to do everything from um, you think about tickets. When you buy tickets to go to a concert or something and you go through, you know, any of these other um, places to buy tickets, you have to pay for fees. And there's all these hidden fees that go into it. Uh, we don't do that with our tickets. Our tickets are $25 flat rate, and that's what you pay. There's no hidden fees. Um, same way with our merch. If you buy merch from us, we take care of your taxes, and we take care of your shipping. So we actually pay millions of dollars every single year on taxes and shipping. It is out outrageous how much money that we actually pay for taxes and shipping. But it's all about being fans first. And if you take care of the people, right, then they'll take care of your business or your team. And so if you're going into this new organization, what I've watched a lot of people do is one, introduce themselves two, let them know like, hey, this is my story and this is our new vision and mission uh, of where we're going. And this is how we're going to get there. But the first thing is about understanding who the people are and the journey that they've been on already. Right. So they had a previous coach or they had a previous you know, president or owner or whatever it is. I watched our president at South Mountain Community College back in 2011 when she got the uh, president's job. Um, I watched her for six months um, basically set up meetings in the fall of 2011 and go to every single department, go to every coordinator, um, go to all the teachers, and all she did was ask questions. She said, hey, you know, where have you guys been? What are some of the problems you guys are having? What are some of these solutions that you think would solve some of these problems? And how can we take this to uh, the next level? How can we continue to, you know, talk about students and lift up students and help students, um, not just while they're here, but also when they move on and transfer to four-year schools? I've seen coaches go into those organizations and do the same. And um, a lot of times coaches, you know, I've seen go into an organization and they go, you know, they put their hammer down and go, this is how we're doing it. If you don't like it, you know, you're out of here. And um, you know, that doesn't work very much anymore. You know, there's, there's some things that, yeah, we need to, um, you know, have standards and expectations, but the initial piece is people need to understand like, Hey, this is where we were, right? This is where we are right now in the present. And this is where we're going. So you got to paint the picture for them as the leader to understand, Hey, that's what it was in the past. Or this is the history of who we are this is where we're at and this is where we're going. And you got to see how many people want to get on the bus. There's a book called energy bus by John Gordon. I read it probably about six, seven years ago. It's one of my favorite books. And it talks about trying to get 
your people on the bus to take the journey with you. And a lot of times you do that by those one-on-one -on -one interviews or not interviews, just conversations. Um, in the baseball world, you know where those happen? Those happen in the locker room when you're just hanging out. It's not scripted. You're not asking people to come into the office and have a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Um, you know, you're just hanging out, cleaning up the locker room and they're in there and, hey man, what's going on? You know, you got a girlfriend, you got, you know, you guys eating, you know, after this, where are you going to eat at? What's your favorite place to eat at? You know, and that's how those conversations start. They happen in the, they happen in, um, you know, the, the cages a lot of times, you know, um, I've got one of my favorite players that I ever coached my first year coaching his name's Ethan gold. He's now the strength and conditioning coach with the Jacksonville Jaguars. When he was a freshman, me and him used to just stay in the cage for two hours. We'd only hit for probably 45 minutes to an hour. The other hour would be just talking about life, talking about adversities and how to go through those. That's how you create those relationships. And I think that's how everybody should do it in the organization. Uh, there's a lot of other little details with that. And I think one of the biggest ones that somebody can take is giving shout outs and celebrating people that are already doing great things, lifting people up. And in Banana Land, we give shout outs every single day. Um, we do that and, and we give that to let's say our entire team, like before, um, I'll give you an example. Um, this weekend we were in Des Moines, Iowa playing. Um, we got back on Sunday. All right. Today's Monday and Tuesday we're going to have a practice. So we're going to start with a, a team meeting, right? And we'll start with giving some shout outs to some great things that happened this weekend. One of those great things is we hit 500 trick plays, right? And so, um, we'll shout out some of the people that have made awesome trick plays this week, but also it's about creating those never forget moments. Who are some of those people that created never forget moments, right? And we'll give those shout outs too as well. And the reason why we give those shout outs is because our games are so big and there's so many people that, that play a role in making banana land what it is. And some of us don't get to see some of those cool things that happen because we're all doing so much. And to be able to lift up and tell those stories, I think is really important. Stories are the key to motivation. Um, so if we're able to tell more stories about this is what we want our organization to be, and we give shout outs with those stories, other people will want shout outs in the organization. And then they'll know and they'll have a picture to go back to and say, hey, that's what I need to be doing on, in the organization. I need to create these never forget moments, just like somebody else did. And then we just, it's just kind of like a flywheel. We just keep it going. So, I mean, it feels like there's like a method behind the madness that you see. Like madness is goodness, right? There's, it's really awesome what you're doing. But is there like a system or a process or boxes you check to make sure you're doing all these things? Or is it just, it's just who you are and it just happens? Or is it the, the people? Like, how do you take this thing that you're saying and actually making that vision happen? Because it sounds great in theory, but it's like executing this in the business or executing this for a, you know, if I wanted to go create the Savannah Bananas of the West and create my own team and call it the whatever team, like, like, is it, what's the magic here? Well, showing up every single day, you see it starts at the top, right? Um, and you got to lead by example. Number one, Jesse and Emily Cole, they're our owners. Um, Jesse's had this vision for a long time. And um, this vision that he's had, he's he's stuck with it. Um, he's one of the most disciplined people I've ever seen. He wakes up every morning, he runs four or five miles, and he writes 10 ideas every single day, 
every single day. And then he starts echoing those ideas throughout the organization and he shows up and he's in the trenches every single day. We're doing idea paloozas. He's talking with players. He's talking with coaches. He's talking with front office staff. He's talking with our creative team. And he just talks the vision every day. And he encourages people to step outside of the box and do things that are unique. Um, he gives freedom to people to act um, on this uniqueness, right? Because a lot of times in big organizations, any organization, they're scared to act because they're scared to get in trouble where we break down all of those walls, right? And so creating some of this vision, it takes great people. Um, and we've got some great players and great people within our front office, right? So you got to hire good people. And then you got to talk to vision. We have banana orientation. Um, so when you come into banana land, you are going to get your banana orientation of the entire history of how we came to be in 2016 and some of the stories that built us along the way and some of the, um, you know, uh, guidelines and um, expectations of what we do. But a lot of those are stories. We just tell stories along the way uh, about creating these never forget moments. And back in 2018, when I took the head job with the bananas, um, we were just a summer collegiate team. And at that time, we were trying to figure out how we can entertain better than any other team in sports. And what we started figuring out is we needed to figure out how to connect with people. That's the number one. How do we connect with every fan that comes to the game? And so we created a saying called H3. So H3 starts when we open the gates at 530. If you come to our, if you come to our game, they're all general admission tickets. And you get in Savannah, it's all you can eat. So it's hot dogs, hamburgers popcorn, soda, water, right? So we create this environment so you can pay $25 a ticket. You come in, you get all you can eat, then it's open seating. All right? When we first go out front, we have thousands of people in line to get tickets because they want to be the first to go find their seat, right? So we welcome everybody. All right, We call that the greeting. So we do a banana march. We go outside, we high five everybody. So we have a saying called H3. Every time you see a fan, you got a high five, hug, or give a handshake. All right. So that's that personal connection right away. When people feel personal connection, they like, hey, this is welcoming. It's an icebreaker. And they're like, man, I'm, I'm part of this thing. Right. I know the players. I know the coaches. I know Jesse Cole, right, the owner. Uh, they're meeting all of us. Um, so we break down the wall between player and fan. And I don't think any other team in sports and professional sports is able to really do that. Um, because of some of the um, guidelines that they have. So we, we break that wall down. The other thing is after games, we have a party plaza. So after games, probably three, four minutes after the game, we go out in front and we degreet everybody and say, hey, thanks for coming to the game. We hang out with them. We have the band playing. We have the DJ playing. We have dances that we do. We have our traditional Hey Baby dance that we do. And we take pictures and autographs. All right. And so... Um, it's all about connecting. It really is. During the game, we're connecting the entire time. And so I think that's the thing that probably we do better than anybody is we break down the wall between player and fan. But it starts at the top, Jesse Cole, Emily Cole, being in the trenches. Um, I'll give you two stories. Um, Jesse, everybody, there's a lot of people that will call me. And they'll say, hey, how do we do what you guys do? And I say, well, one, you got to figure out how to find a guy in a yellow tux that shows up every single day, and this is his absolute dream. Majority of owners in sports, um, they made money in other areas, um, and then their hobby was to buy a sports team. 
And so they kind of set up in the box. Um, you don't see them very often, and everybody else kind of runs the show. That's And that's, Tyler, real quick, that's yeah. not different than a lot of other businesses too, yeah. right? A lot of other business owners, small business owners, they don't show up. They're actually trying to make money in their business, whether it's a $3 million business or a $10 million business or a what, but like they're not there showing up. Yeah. So it's not just sports. It's just, it feels like that in general. So jump back into Jesse, but I, I want, I mean, I think everybody knows that. Like if you're an owner of a $2 million business, like there's so many things I think you can learn here to say, like just show up and wear your version of the yellow tux. Please get back into that story though. I think that was really good. Yeah, you, you hit that on the head, Casey, man. It's, and, you know, and everybody, you know, is successful in their own ways, right? This is just, this is just how we do it. And the reason why is because this is Jesse's dream, right? And so um, creating the bananas and creating the greatest show in sports is what he wants to do every day. So I think that's an important piece is like, this is what he loves to do. When he shows up, he starts speaking vision. He starts coming up with ideas. He starts figuring out how to plus what we're doing. Um, and then you got Emily Cole and she's behind the scenes. And I say she's the heartbeat of the bananas. Um, early on in Banana Land, you know, when we were just a summer collegiate team and we were having trouble, you know, selling tickets the first year and, and getting people to work game day staff, Emily Cole was flipping burgers. She was picking up trash. She was, you know, completely immersed in the organization uh, behind the scenes to make sure it was all running really, really well and taking care of the people um, you know, that are working for us, the employees, right? And so um, you need owners like that that are going to take it to the next level and show that they care. You know, that's that's one of the things. We we highlight so many people in our, uh, in our organization and make sure, you know, happy birthdays are happening and anniversaries are happening and we give bonuses and like um, she's giving shout outs. So just know like it's showing up every single day it's somebody that's leading that charge. It's talking that vision and mission. And, hey, we're growing and growing and growing and getting bigger. And uh, and it's growing really fast. And what we're learning is we need to continue putting people in these leadership positions that can talk the vision, that can talk the mission, that can lead by example. So we're looking at hiring some more people that can lead that charge and be in front, not just in the back going, hey, you guys need to do this. It's in the front. Hey, this is what it looks like. Where does somebody go? Because somebody's listening to this and they're like, hey, maybe it's not for me, but I have, you know, a nephew or a niece or my son or daughter. Where does somebody even go to say, hey, you know what? I want to maybe potentially check out what opportunities are there. Yeah. Um, go into the Savannah Bananas website. Um, you'll, you'll find a link on the website that has job opportunities. For example, like interns. We hire about 10 interns every either summer, spring or fall. And they travel with us on tour, too, as well. So they're. I think this is one of the best internships in the country. One, it actually pays a little bit of money, right? Most internships don't pay any money. Um, we actually play um, a, a solid little chunk of stipend, a chunk of change that um, they can get by, you know, where, and, you know, like I'm a big believer in if you want to get into the sports world, um, it's almost important like for me i just wanted to get around somebody that was really really successful and i would almost pay for that when i was you know 20 21 22 years old it's like i just want to get my foot in the door and i want to work and i want to learn what the best of the best are doing and right now with sports marketing and creativity and our creative team and video like they've got so much freedom to learn and, and put things together and 
um, they're part of creating this thing is like, I think it's one of the best internships in the country when it comes to sports. So um, we've actually got that coming up um, here in this next week. I think we're opening up um, some of our internship possibilities. Those in interviews are going to show up for 2024 spring. So we're interviewing now. So if you're interested, sign yeah. up. So let's talk about you and your role as a coach. Like, what does that look like? You got a lot of personalities there to manage. You got a whole lot of off the field stuff, on the field stuff. Like, what does a day in the life look like? Or like, what are your roles and responsibilities? And how do you manage it all? Yeah, I mean, the number one thing is you got to be organized. You got to have great people around you. And um, you do the best you can, right? You just show up, put, a, put the work in every single day. So number one, um, great people. Um, we've got major you know like we've got great coaches around us um adam byron's one of our uh coaches on staff too he handles a lot of our director of ops side of things he shows up every day me and him get along so well because it's just show up and grind every day and, and get the work done and um, make sure the guys are taken care of and figuring out how to plus it the party animals have great coaches too mike vivasis we call him vava and then sam clay camp they're both player coaches um and they both have their roles Mike Vasis does some of our strength and conditioning, and then um, Sam Claycamp helps, helps out with a lot of the player development side of things. And then working close with Jesse Cole and our director of entertainment, Zach Brangelo. So Zach is phenomenal of coming up with what it looks like in the game on the entertainment side. He comes up with a script, and then I plug all the players into the script. So me and him are working really close on bringing the show to life. And – um, behind the scenes, Zach has a big creative team of people that work on the entertainment side, but also our video team um, and um, a lot of people inside the organization and the players come up with the ideas of what's going to happen in the game. We have run celebrations. We have double celebrations. We have hit-by-pitch celebrations. We have pitchers' dances. So ideas keep us alive, and that's part of who we are. Um, so everybody in the organization come up, comes up with ideas. Then we take those ideas on the field and we practice them and then we edit. So number one, we have to have ideas to start with every single game, every single day. And so a bunch of people come up with that. Number two, we have to put them in play and not be scared to screw up. We have to go through what we call the mess. A lot of people are scared to go through the mess because they're afraid to fail. Um, we're, we're falling forward, right? We're failing forward, right? So we have to try something in order to say, hey, how do we edit that and make that a little bit better, right? Once we edit that, then you kind of put it into the show. And sometimes, honestly, you put it into the show and then you figure it out. Every single night, we do 15 different things we've never done in a game, 15, right? So last year on tour, we would do probably like three or four new things, all right? We completely pedal to the metal, gas pedal to the floor. Hey, how do we do as many things that we can to challenge ourselves and then edit them, make them a little bit better and just keep that ball rolling. So um, that's part of it as well. Um, I've got a great behind the scenes um, recruiting coordinator. His name's Barry Aldridge. He's been a part of the organization for 16 years or 16 years since 2016. He started as an intern. He worked his way from tickets. He's done everything you can think of in the organization. He worked his way up to vice president. And then um, he took a realtor job, and now he helps us out as like a basically a part-time gig as GM, 
recruiting coordinator. We give him some duties that he loves to do every single day. And he, he comes up with, Hey, who are some of these players that are going to be a part of this organization? So yeah. me, Adam and barrier, um, kind of that three headed monster on that side. So one, just great people, man. There, there's a, there's a lot of things that happen in banana land and I'm just a small piece of it. Yeah. It seems like you guys have a really good, um, I guess, idea of the position you play on the team too. Like, Maybe there is a little bit of overlap, but it's like, hey, you have your role, Tyler, and this is what you do really well. And, you know, all right, this is not my role and this is what I don't love doing or I'm not good at. Jesse has his thing. And it sounds like you're just surrounding yourself just like you would a baseball team. I mean, a shortstop shouldn't play first base and a first baseman that's left handed probably shouldn't catch. Right. Everybody knows their role and responsibilities. And whether it's a sports team or a business or whatever, if you can define what success looks like and put people in those positions that love doing it, I think that's really good. So I want to talk about the first game. I think this was the first one that was ever like on ESPN. I, I know it was the first one I watched, but I'm watching this thing and I know it's like a little bit of, you know, theater and entertainment. Is it real? Is it not real? So take me back, Tyler, for this Bill Spaceman Lee thing. Like I remember watching this. Was that, I don't know if anybody heard this, but talk to me about like what happened there and like, that's like what really happened on the field because that was, that was interesting. Yeah, that was, uh, that was a scary moment, to be honest with you. So, um, first off, a lot of people think, like, some of our games are scripted because they compare us to the Globetrotters. One, um, I get the Globetrotters um, comparison, uh, but none of our games are scripted. We do some entertainment stuff that's scripted, but the game is real. The one-on-one -on -one battles at the plate, um, the party animals are trying to win. Um, and we've tried to make this tour as um, even as possible from the uh, party animals and the bananas, like the talent wise on both sides. Um, we are all almost like the record between party animals and bananas on this tour is almost 500. And so we wanted to make sure going into this tour that everybody understood it wasn't scripted. All right. And then so going into that ESPN game to give you a little bit of info on that. Um, we just finished the 2022 tour. Um, we went 16 cities, um, excuse me, seven cities. We played 16 games. Um, Banana Land came out. We created Banana Land. ESPN shot Banana Land. Um, and they were going to put Banana Land out on ESPN+. Plus. That's our documentary. So along with that, we were going to play a game on ESPN2. All right, so we're playing on ESPN2. This is September. I think it's September 2nd when this happened. Um, we had a ton of rain, so we're battling rain. We've got the tarp on. We're pulling tarp like five times. So we're trying to make sure this game gets in. And what happened, um, if nobody knows, Bill Spaceman Lee, 76 years old, he pitches for us. Uh, and this guy is the man. Like, he literally has all the energy that you would ever want for a 76 years old. He throws a ton of strikes. He still competes every single day. So anyway, he's going to pitch for us that night, and he's actually in the bullpen, and um, he has a situation in the bullpen where he passes out in the bullpen as he's warming up right before he comes into the game. Um, luckily, we had Matt Wolf in the bullpen, um, who is a – he's our rodeo clown that does trick pitches. He's actually warming up Bill Lee, and – Matt is a firefighter and uh, an EMT. So um, he ran over, started giving, um, uh, trying to resuscitate 
Bill, it, w- it was scary. Bill was out and um, we had EMTs in the stands. They came down and, um, you know, everybody was praying on the field. Like it was a scary moment. That was not scripted. A lot of people were asking like, was that scripted? And so um, they brought Bill back and he actually walked off the field. Um, come to find out, they said he was dehydrated. He said he didn't eat much that day. Um, and so um, Bill gets up, he walks off the field, um, gives a wave to everybody that he's good and they take him to the hospital and uh, scary moment. Um, Bill's crazy. And you know, everybody that knows him, like Bill walks around every single day and he talks about like, Hey, one day I'm going to die on the field. My dreams to die on the field. Cause I love being on the field. And so the funny thing was he got up and he said, man, I thought I was going to die on the field, but I didn't know if it was going to be in the bullpen. Right. So he's like, I don't want to die in the bullpen. I want to die on the mound. So it, the it, people that know him, they, he talks about it every single day and it's kind of this weird thing, but that's his personality. He loves baseball. He is a baseball through and through guy. And, um, you know, his life, like he literally, he plays all over the country. He literally just gets on men's leagues teams every weekend and plays. And so that was a situation that happened. It was a scary moment, but we got through it. Bill's okay. Yeah. And I, I think, I just remember watching on TV and, you know, seeing guys sitting around the mound and praying and holding hands. And I'm just like, wow, you know, the Savannah bananas are really important. I mean, what they do is really important, but it's the people and, you know, the way that you guys like rallied around that and he walked off and he's still involved. Like it's just super special. I think it just goes to the culture and the family because there were both teams together praying and, you know, everybody was doing their part. And I think it's just so special because it's the culture that you guys set probably on day one of orientation or in your tryouts that, Hey, we are a family. We're working together. You know, we're putting people first. We're putting fans first. I think that's amazing. And um, I mean, just, just really cool, Tyler. So, Talk to me what's what's in here with bet on yourself. Like, what is that all about? Yeah. So in 2017, um, I was teaching a class called Healthful Living for I, I taught that class for like 10 years. And a part of teaching that class, I would do a quote of the day every single day. We'd, do, we'd watch motivation, motivational videos every single day. And with that, I got to a motivational video and there was a guy talking and he said, if you don't set goals that scare the hell out of you, then you're messing out. And so I basically took that and going into 17, I said, I'm not going to set a, you know, a yearly goal. I'm going to set a life goal to try to have a positive impact on 1 million people through baseball education and exercise. And that's been my North star since 2017. And, um, you know, those are my three passions is baseball, education, and exercise. At that time, I was at South Mountain Community College, and I was the director of exercise science and ran our personal training and pre-physical therapy degrees there. I was managing our fitness center. I was doing strength and conditioning for our baseball team and obviously coaching baseball. And so I said, okay, if we can just impact one person a day, like if I can t- continue on this path, for a long time, eventually 1 million people is going to show up. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know how it's going to present itself, but I know something good is going to come out of that. And so if I can just stay true to that, that's what I want to do. So if you fast forward to now going into 2023, um, here we are on the Bananas World Tour and I'm staying true to that goal. And I created some shirts that say bet on yourself and bet on yourself is just what I've been doing my entire career, going into college baseball, going into coaching, 
um, you know, working for no money, just trying to chase this dream to be as the best baseball coach that I could possibly be and try to impact people. And um, going into 2023, I said, hey, we need to create a shirt. Um, let's put bet on yourself uh, on it. Um, on Twitter, I've got a story, basically my whole coaching story uh, about betting on yourself. And we'll try to raise money for to buy baseball gloves for kids on tour. And so we've got this bet on yourself shirt. Um, it's $30. And uh, all the money proceeds are going to baseball gloves for kids on tour. And it's just another flywheel of trying to give back, trying to impact more people. And uh, if we keep making an impact on more people, we'll make this place a better world. And um, that's what the bet on yourself is, man. Just love what you're doing. Believe in yourself. If you don't believe in yourself, nobody else is going to and chase your dreams and love what you do every single day. And that's what it is. This is awesome, Tyler. Well, I'm going to go, unfortunately, have to buy a medium. I like to pretend I'm a large, but I'm not. I'm a medium. So where would I go to get my medium shirt? Yeah, so you can go on my Instagram. I have a link on my Instagram that you can click on, fill out a form. Uh, you can Venmo or Zell me $30. Um, from there, my cousin, the one that got me into baseball, is the one that makes the shirts in Ada, Oklahoma. Uh, so it's full circle. If it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be playing baseball. And he, he or I didn't, I wouldn't play baseball, and I wouldn't be coaching. And so he makes the shirts. And the shirts come from his t-shirt shop in Ada, Oklahoma. So I'll send you a shirt uh, if you want it shipped to you. Awesome, Tyler. Well, good job. Great work. Keep up the good work, and uh, appreciate what you're doing over there. And thanks for being a guest on the Dugout CEO. Appreciate you, Casey, man. This was awesome. Great to talk shop with you, man. And let's do it again sometime. We'll do it. No, brother. Tyler Gillum. Wow. What an unforgettable episode with Tyler. A major wow moment for me. It's no wonder why he has been such a proven winner both on and off the field. Here are the big three takeaways that I learned from my time with Tyler. Number one, you never know who's watching. Make sure you're always learning as well. Tyler, he shared stories from his grandma, his family, his high school coach, his college coach that helped him make him into the person he is today. And remember, folks, people are watching you. They're watching what you do. They're watching what you say. They're watching how you act. Good or bad, you are making an impact on those around you. And make wow moments. The teams you lead, the customers you have, the people that are around you. What can you do today to create a wow moment to make the lives of those around you better? People don't care about what you know until they know how much you care. Create the right culture of enlightening the lives of others and make life fun. And number three, positively impact all. It's been proven that positive encouragement and motivation outweighs negative. After each game, meeting, whatever it is you do, shoot, at the end of each day, look back at what went right, what worked, and celebrate it. Call out others for what they did, tell them they do a great job, and celebrate it because whatever gets celebrated gets repeated. Catch people doing something right and tell them they're doing a great job. Cut the negativity and be positive. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of The Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP at what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to CaseyCavell.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.